following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. Hey, Johnny. I'm glad oh. you finally showed up. Oh, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Uh, I got lost on the way here. I mean, this is a heck of a line for this show. Yeah, I, I heard the show is great. Like, I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, it, you know, the Talk No Less Politics show, it sounds fantastic. I don't think we've seen it only for that one. That's what, I think it's, that's what this I think is. It's, no. I, Politics, I, no, I, let's talk about it. That's what no, this show's called. I see a different... Wait. Oh, okay. No, yes, no, we're standing, no, no, we're standing in line for the Nostalgia Funhouse. Oh, you know what? That sounds even better. Jeez. You know what? They probably got a really great sponsor. I bet they do. McDonald's presents gifts your kids will love. Holiday Huggable Muppet Babies. You can get your kids Baby Kermit or Baby Fozzie or Baby Piggy for a limited time only. They're soft and huggable at a special low price with any McDonald's food purchase. Muppet Babies at our place. Holiday gifts at a special low price. Kermit, Baby Piggy. Holiday Huggable Muppet Babies. Only at McDonald's for a limited time. So hurry on in. I think that's got to be one of the most classic Christmas lines there are. Yeah, in any in any like the Christmas Carol, obviously in itself, is very much a uh, a classic that's been adapted or uh, again and again and again. And we're going to talk about one of those versions today. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's got to be one of the top ones, right? Like, what would be a, another one that you could even say is even close to how iconic that line is? Uh, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. I'll give, yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yippee ki motherfucker. I'll give you that one. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'll also throw in air brakes. There you go. What's another iconic line from a Christmas movie? Uh... Like, oh, Elf, when he goes like, Santa. Yeah. You're a liar. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't smell like beef and cheese. (laughs) Trying to think of some other ones. Or you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, Rudolph has quite a few for me. Uh, Like, she thinks I'm cute. For whatever reason, I always quote that. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, Man. Yeah, there's actually quite a lot of really great quotable Christmas stuff. Oh, what is it in the Island of Misfit Toys? I'm a what in the box? Oh, uh, Charlie in the box. I'm a Charlie in the box. Yeah. Nobody yeah. ever wants to play with a Charlie in a box. <laughs> yeah, I love that his misfit is that his name's not Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's got all the attributes. Yeah. The he literally has everything else. He just doesn't have the name Jack. So kids Jack. are just like, screw that guy. <laughs> it's like the wish. It's like wish was like, how can we make, how can we get toys like the Island of Misfit Toys? Yeah. So the other ones that made sense, like that train had square wheels. Like yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah, because it's really hard to roll that thing around. But he was literally just named Charlie instead of Jack. Everything else was exactly exactly the same as Jack in a box. That was his only misfitness was his name. I don't know why. I'm not Charlie in the box. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh I think keep your keep the change 
you filthy, filthy animal. Yeah. I think that's even I think so too. I was trying to think of a Home Alone one. That one would probably be I think that's the number one line in Home Alone. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think too. It's definitely up there. Uh other than that, like the other thing is not even the lines were like he is putting on the the aftershave or whatever and holds his face and screams, but that's just the scream. And the other thing would be Marv, anytime he screams, like when a spider's put on his face, stuff like that, that's those are just iconic sounds more than <laughs> I, just... I do recite the one line now that I'm an adult with my kids were younger and even today, if they're like messing around in a parking lot, I always do the Santy doesn't visit the hospital, little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, That's good stuff. What are we what are we talking about today though, Andrew? Oh, we are reviewing as Johnny called an audible, which I'm kind of thankful for. Yeah. I kind of I haven't seen this in a while other than the other movie we're going to do, but we are doing The Muppet Christmas Carol. That's right. It's this year is the 30th anniversary of the movie. Uh, it came out 30 years ago and I'm going to go out there and say The Christmas Carol there's many versions. I don't think there's a version that I haven't liked, mm-hmm. but this, and it's definitely has a lot to do with the fact that I, I've always loved the Muppets, but uh, this is probably my favorite version overall. I would say this is my second. What would be, what would be your first? Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's my second one. So I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I ran through that one so hard as a kid. Yeah. I like, get it. That one's also fantastic. Day, I watched that until the tape popped. Yes. Uh, yeah. I get that. I get it. That's that's probably my second favorite. Uh, so I totally understand. Yeah. So, uh, of course, it's the classic tale of the Christmas Carol. You got Ebenezer Scrooge, and you got all the Muppets playing all the different, the rest of the other characters. Uh, Scrooge is played by, um, oh, God, that, he's an amazing actor. Michael Caine. I have Michael Caine. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the Wikipedia page up. Yeah, uh, and he plays it very dramatic, and I think it makes it even better. Yes. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, all you have all your characters there. They just kind of muppetize everything, and I think it makes it even better and more enjoyable to me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I watch this movie every year, Andrew. <laughs> I have not seen this in probably about 30 years, so this is very... This is, and it's it's not like Mac and me, so <laughs> it's not like Mac and me where I was like, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But you are right though, Michael Caine does play it very well, considering the Muppets are so flamboyant and silly yeah. and everything else, and he is just this one hundred percent straight character all the time. Yes, yes. Just I am Ebenezer Scrooge. I am in this world of Muppets. Weird creatures and everything else. And the other thing I appreciate the most is each Muppet is perfectly placed in the spot that they should be. Yes, I agree. Yes. They cast the Muppets really well here. Uh, um, I mean, even down to uh, Gonzo uh, being Charles Dickens himself and and, and Rizzo the Rat. Uh, That's where your comedy comes in for this thing, because Rizzo, this is... Uh, Rizzo shines for me in this movie. He is so freaking funny, and I quote him all the time. Like one of the things I always say is like, anytime uh, something happens at my expense, I always go, "Thank you for making me a part of this." 
<laughs> That's when he's, you know, when Gaza uses him to clean the window. <laughs> and then my other, my absolute favorite gag in this whole thing, though, is where they're trying to get over that gate. And and Rizzo's on top of the gate and he's about to jump and he's afraid of heights. And he goes, God bless my broken little body. <laughs> and he <laughs> jumps. But then he goes, Oh man, I forgot my what is it? Like his uh candy or something? Yeah, jelly beans. Yeah, his jelly beans. <laughs> so, he, so he goes just go, he can go through the bars this whole time. So he goes through the bars to grab the jelly beans and comes back. And God's just like, You could have done that the whole time? Yeah, why? It's just so freaking great, those two. This is by far my favorite Gonzo and Rizzo, is this. I, uh, Mike, or uh, my friend Bryce Benjamin and I, we did pop culture duos. Yeah. And I got to say, from this movie, this became like a very iconic Muppet pop culture duo. Yeah, and the reason and the reason that those two have really good report like that is the two puppeteers behind each one like that's how they kind of always acted with each other so they sort of took that in mind when they were writing those parts because those two were always kind of uh joking around with each other kind of mocking each other type of thing and you can definitely feel that those two have really good uh chemistry or friend or there's a friendship there for sure because Rizzo Rat was relatively new at this point right? yeah I was gonna I don't remember he hadn't been around he hadn't been around very long and if he had he was nowhere near a major part of anything like he is here for sure. Uh, there's a lot of debuts here too. That little, um, I'm always forget his name. The little cute bunny, bunny rabbit. Oh, I thought he was around. This is one of his or... first things. Uh, and another little, uh, there's scenes in this in which, uh, there's one scene that's really heartbreaking because like, it's just a really quick cutaway. And it's this cute little bunny. Who's obviously a kid and it's nighttime and he's freezing. It's obviously he's homeless and he's freezing on the street. And the reason that they do all these terrible things to that thing is because <laughs> the the puppeteers hated that Muppet because they thought it was too cute. <laughs> so, they, so they basically put him through hell because of that. That's the Caroline Rabbit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bean Bunny. Yeah, Bean Bunny. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so everything is cast really well. I will also say, Andrew. Yes. Um, this is not only is this a funny movie, but this is also... Especially we consider this as a kid's movie. This movie is kind of really creepy. Super creepy. Now, when you said that you wanted to do this, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then all of a sudden I remembered, not the, not the, what is it? The Marley Brothers? Yeah, Marley, right? Yeah. Oh, they're awesome too. It's the, it's the Statler yeah. uh, ones. And that song, we'll talk about the music in a little bit, but that song is, uh, this is one of the ones I always sing to myself is those two where they go, Ooh, we're Marley and Marley. Yeah. So not too, um, much, not too much, Johnny. We're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only did. I can only do like five. No, seconds this is a Disney did. movie. They're going to come. Hard. Oh, they will. <laughs> they do not mess around. <laughs> They're going to come hard at us for this one. Well, that's how I know we made it. If they try to sue us. Andrew. Yeah, but we don't have the money for that. We don't even got the money to watch the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> Could you imagine Disney sue us and that would be our argument in court? Look, we couldn't even afford the ghost of Mr. Chickens. I don't know what you're expecting out of us here. <laughs> but that was the ghost of Christmas past is yes. the creepiest thing 
I told you that's what I, I agreed with you here. And that's considering that the ghost of the future is the freaking grim reaper, basically. Yeah. But that ghost of the of the past to me is by far even creepier than that. Uh just the, the way they did it with the the like a doll's face almost. Uh, and it's kind of floating there. God, that thing is so creepy. And it talks like a little kid on top yes. of that. <laughs> All I can think about is like when I watched uh when I watch like the ghost shows and they're like demons will use a child's voice to talk yes, yes. I'm like no Ebenezer that's a demon get out of there <laughs> what are you doing Ebenezer you're gonna die don't don't do it <laughs> yeah oh man uh, so just to give a little context to this movie too it came out in uh, 92 and uh, this is the first movie that Jim Henson's son is kind of behind. It's like his first big thing he got to do. Uh, this is very recent after his dad had passed away. Now uh, this might be one of the first, I don't know if it's the first, but it's one of the first things that the Muppets did after Jim Henson's passing. Uh, and if you watch the movie, they dedicate this to him and I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but also the guy who um, was the, uh, the one behind scooter, the, the Muppet scooter. He also oh. passed away. So he's the other name that you see there that this is dedicated to, like right before this movie was made, basically. Um, but this movie started also started out, it was going to be just like a made-for-TV thing, uh, but then they started really getting behind it, and they turned it into a theatrical release. Uh, this movie is, and uh, when it came out, too, uh, it was really panned by the critics. Like, it was not critically acclaimed or anything like that, but it kind of... This is the tale of a lot of really good Christmas classics, Andrew. When they come out, for the most part, they're not like critically loved, but they become they overcome that and they sort of become these cult uh, seasonal classics in a way. And I would dare say this is one of those. Uh, you know, for people our age who, when the early nineties was around, were kind of that perfect age for this stuff. Yeah, and it just sticks with you ever you know ever after that. I well, it's Jim Henson. I mean, a lot yeah, of Jim yeah. Henson that's done that's re- I know a lot of stuff would get panned kind of when it came out. I know Dark Crystal kind of got panned, but if you watch the Dark Crystal, it's great. Yeah. It, what it is for, I think, what was it, 82, 83? Yeah. And then Lambert as well. Jim Henson never, that Jim Hole, Jim Henson Workshop, or Jim Henson or his son, there is nothing ever just where they're like, eh, whatever. Let's work at this. What they work out every detail oh oh god yeah i mean just uh, uh i encourage you if you like the muppets at all just look up the there's a i can't remember who did it but there's like a documentary about the first muppet movie mm-hmm. and all the stuff they did for it like uh, how they did how they worked the car how they worked down to how they got um kermit to ride the bicycle it's all just fascinating just all these things that they did and they worked out these details. And the same thing is here with the Christmas Carol uh, down to uh, the set. I think the set for this thing is uh, iconic for me because it's just so well done and just really cool. And you see all kinds. I this, I watched it twice this year because and I, uh, if you go to, they just released this a couple days ago. That's why I rewatched it. If you go to the Muppet Christmas Carol and you go to specials, or um, what's it called? Uh, is it specials or editions or extras? Extras. It's called extras on Disney Plus. 
they actually have the full theatrical version with the added songs that were taken out. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. What is it? Fred's wife sings the song. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not a, I'm not a musical guy, so. <laughs> yeah, but um, but it's interesting though that they do have that. Yeah, and it actually makes the whole movie even make better, in my opinion. But and it, and at the same time too, it's uh, it only makes the movie just just still come under an hour and a half. <laughs> so, really, even with yeah. all of that. Yeah. So, uh, that's fantastic considering Andrew. You know, as of this recording, the new Avatar movie's coming out, and do you know how long that thing is? Literally three hours and ten minutes long. I've never even seen the first one. And oh I, God, yeah, I won't get into it because I know some people love it, but I'm just not a fan. I, I there's other James Cameron stuff I'd watch before those. Uh, Rich Maranto, he does Mexican podcast. I yeah, guess. he's told me he won't. He spared me from it, but he has a rant about the first avatar. That's probably about as long as the new avatar coming out. Yeah. The the thing is when it comes to those movies, they are, I mean, obviously I haven't seen the new one and I, I have no desire to, if I'm being honest, right. but the first one, when it came out was a visual masterpiece, just visually, it was really stunning. And a, and I would say a work of art, just like how great it looked. Uh, but where it fails for me is that uh, I'd catch myself drifting off and get easily distracted because the story is just not engaging. It's a very boring story, definitely done before. It's basically uh, Dances with Wolves kind of type of thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and it's just not for me. Uh, I can't get into it. I'd watch Terminator 2 a million times before I'd watch another Avatar movie. But this is definitely very, very classic. I like, uh, I like when the Ghost of Christmas Past does come and take Scrooge. Yeah. And obviously, Gonzo as Charles Dickens uh, needs to go with Rizzo, so they'd use the good old grappling hook, and they get yeah through everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just sitting on the shelf in the in the schoolhouse, and they're talking about how the schoolhouse is decayed, and then all of a sudden, the shelf just <laughs> after the nose falls off of one of the statues, yeah, shelf breaks, and they get crushed. And then uh, it's it, what is it, Sam Eagle? Yeah, Sam the Eagle. Yeah. Sam the Eagle's talking. He's the headmaster and he's talking to young Ebenezer Scrooge about how he's going on this great apprenticeship. And he goes and talking about, I think he says, because capitalism is the American way. <laughs> After he said that he was going off to London. And all of a sudden Gonzo like brings whispers back. in his ear. Yeah. And he's like, Is is the British way? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really great part. Yeah. And I love how <laughs> The Fozzy Wig Factory, like in every single yeah. other one, was like I think it was just a wig factory, but this one was a rubber chicken factory. That yeah, I love it. I loved like how many employees he had at this rubber chicken factory. Yeah. It was a big deal in town. <laughs> the only rubber chicken factory in town, baby. <laughs> you needed a rubber rubber chicken. You had to go to Fozzy Wig. Yeah, man, that's the only rubber chickens I even recognize is the Fozzy Wig ones. The, the other Fozzie ones are just. Wig uh, other ones are just uh, imitators to me, uh, <laughs> just trying to be the best there. You're yeah, wearing, this, you're this movie has so many. Uh, Fozzie Wig Rubber Chicken T-shirt right now, I see. Oh. <laughs> the Fozzie Wig brand. <laughs> I'm going to ask you real quick, because yeah. I don't know this answer, Andrew. Who is your favorite Muppet? Now, this is hard. This is hard for me, too. I do have a this, favorite, this but is... I have, like, uh, if, you ha if you made me give you, like, a top three, I'd have a hard time for 
This is hard because I have a favorite Muppet baby. Okay, yeah. Muppet. My favorite Muppet mm-hmm. baby is Ralph. But I don't like the Muppet Ralph. They're, they are kind of different. And then, but I do like my favorite Muppet is Fozzie. That's also my favorite Muppet That's- is Fozzie Bear. I love Fozzie Bear. And then I would go two, but I'd probably put Kermit at two, and then Gonzo's three for me. Yeah, Gonzo's two actually for me. I get that. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Probably two for because the Muppet Babies are the same, but they seem yeah. a little bit different. I'm yeah, yeah. more of a Muppet Babies fan than I probably maybe a little bit more because I'm more nostalgic towards that than the actual Muppets. I haven't seen uh, that. Was also when I was a kid, one of the cartoons I always watched. And I miss it because you can't really find it right now due to all the licensing because they parodied a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Star Wars episode is classic. Huh? Yeah. Which with Disney pretty much owning everything that you would think to be able to pull some strings and put it on there. But uh, yeah, um, I get that for sure. I'm definitely more of a Muppets guy than Muppet Babies, but I still absolutely adore the Muppet Babies. In fact, if you ever said let's do a Muppet Babies episode, I, I am 100% there. I love Muppet Babies. My pet babies <laughs> to make your dreams come true. I'm surprised we didn't have that when we were tearing. I know. Oh, we're gonna have to do another list. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna that old one if we ever do, but uh we're the ghost of Christmas present. I thought was done well. It reminded me of a very uh what are they called? The Gorgs from Fraggle Rock. Yes, yes. That's and I like it how they made him become older over time it's actually really sad yeah because he's he's he died you literally watch him age and die in front of you <laughs> and the the effects yeah the greatest like when the, those little like blue and red stars came up you're like what are we doing here yeah but you got to put yourself in the time period and what they have to work with i mean this is still when Ninja Turtles were used in rubber suits when they yeah. made live action movies, and it wasn't. Well, that's also Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is, uh, and it's not CGI. So for what they did and how they made that ghost fade away, and how creepy they made that ghost of Christmas past, yeah. I thought they did an excellent job. It's fantastic. Just uh, I would love to have a to watch a making of this movie too. Uh, it's just all kinds of great stuff here because it's all basically practical stuff. Uh, even down to uh, one of the reasons why that they had the ghosts of the present kind of wither away in front of you, basically, if you notice, he also kind of gets smaller. Yeah. Uh, it is because when you first see him, he is humongous, right? Like he's giant pretty much, but they were having a hard time with their set, making them make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, they were like, well, let's just gradually have him wither away and die. So he kind of gets smaller and shrinks a little bit. Off the character to make sense. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like the ghost. How do they refer to him as? Is the ghost of Christmas yet to come? It was yeah. scary, but you never see his face and he doesn't talk. The one in Mickey Christmas Carol at this point to compare him is way scarier than this one because I remember yeah. what in Mickey's Christmas Carol. I went through and I watched it because I wanted to remember the ghost again. Yeah, actually, I just fast forward and. As that ghost comes in this one, they're talking about Bob Cratchit going to visit Tiny Tim's grave. Yeah. In this, in the Mickey one, they actually show him put the crotch up against the grave, which I think is a little bit more 
makes it go, tugs on the heartstring a little bit more than him just going to the grave and then the son saying, "Oh, well, I think I, I, I was a little bit slower per during now." Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, and I do agree. But there is also a scene where they show that uh, they show the family after in the Muppet Christmas one where. Um, you know, Kermit and Piggy and their kids, they're there without yeah. uh, Tiny Tim because he had died. And it's beyond heartbreaking to me. Like, I did, every time I watch that, it, it, it gets to me a little bit. So, uh, yeah. Um, and also with the, when they, I think it's Pete, and he's got the cigar and he pushes, who's playing Scrooge McDuck, playing Ever Needs or Scrooge, pushes yeah. him into the grave where this one, he just kind of, falls to his knees at the grave. I thought those were a little, I thought that was probably the biggest difference between the two, not to compare yeah. them, but like freaky out wise as a kid. Yeah. 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 They're both really creepy in their own right. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, um, let's talk about the music real quick because technically I would say this is a musical. I would say it is. Uh, I'm trying to remember who did the songs for this. Can you look it up for me real quick? Like who did the music for this? It's a big name. Uh, all tracks were written by. Okay. So the songs were written by Paul Williams and the scores were written by miles Goldman. All right. So Paul Williams, um, is a prolific songwriter. And, uh, when right before making this, he was actually in a, suffering from i can't remember what he was addicted to some kind of addiction he was in a really bad place and he actually credits writing music for for this movie as something that helped save him and pull him out of that stuff really yeah he looks familiar now that i'm looking at i can't remember all the songs he's done he's done a lot of music though uh oh the love theme from stars from barbara streisand's a star is born so he's definitely oh right there Oh, he was in uh, Smokey and the Bandit. There we go. Oh, there we go. He's That's gone. what I'm talking about. <laughs> he was he was Little Enos. Oh, oh man, right Smokey and the Bandit. That's another classic, right there. That is a classic. When we were moving, when we were moving to Texas and we were driving, I I played Eastbound and Down, even though it was more Eastbound and Down. And then when we got to Texarkana, I was like, "Yeah, we're in Texarkana." <laughs> they're like, <laughs> "They're like, what is the big deal?" I was like, it's in the song, he's bounding down. It's amazing. Oh, here, uh, he was struggling with alcohol, alcoholism and substance abuse. Yep, yeah. So that's that's what he did. What did Miles do here? Who wrote the score? Oh, he's wrote scores for such films as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Good film. Okay, yeah, yeah. What about Bob? Okay, yeah. House Sitter. The one with Steve Martin, Goldie Hawn, and Little Shop of Horrors. Oh well, that's so, there you go. So he's he's a king. Yeah, he's got some uh, some really good credits there for sure. For no sure. John L. Williams, but he's getting close. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, who is a John Williams? I mean, that's 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 uh, that's, that's above A tier. <laughs> <That's, laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. All the stuff he's done. But I love that in Blue Harvest when. <laughs> they're like oh no they killed john Williams. <laughs> they're like oh danny elfman <laughs> yeah this soundtrack is is 41 minutes long 
Yeah, because it, it includes the score. It's not just the songs. It's the actual score as well. But like, that's the, the I for me. Like even down to the little song, and it's like barely a minute long. That Kermit and Tiny Tim are singing as they're walking to their house. Uh, like even that song's fantastic to me. Uh, I think my I know you're not a musical person. I am a music nerd. The uh, Marley and Marley song is one of my favorite songs. I it's just the way that they do it is just fantastic. But I I genuinely like every song in this movie. I okay. This is how much of a musical person I am. My top two favorite musicals are Mary Poppins and South Park: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Those are two really great musicals, though. <laughs> but those are the only ones that like keep my attention when people are yeah. singing. Yeah, like this one I like the Scrooge song. Yes, yeah, yeah. That well, was... that's the that's the um and the last song where Scrooge is singing. That's like this is like the first time that that actor ever actually really sang in anything. Uh, yeah. He was really nervous about it, and you can tell he's not really a a singer per se, but. Honestly, that makes it more real to me, as weird as that sounds. Like, I would have really hated it if they got somebody else who could sing to do his singing. Like, it w- I wouldn't have liked it near as much. No. Not like when Daniel Radcliffe, though, and Weird sung all those Weird Al songs perfectly. Oh, perfectly. Note for note, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't I believe it, how good he sounded. I, I, he sounded just like him to me. I mean, I couldn't even tell him apart. Yeah, that's probably the only one in the Marley and Marley, because it has that nice... It has a nice flow to it. Yeah, yeah. But all the other ones were like, nah, I'm good. Marley and Marley. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's just so good. Uh, there's, I'm trying to think, like, I love that South Park movie as well. I think the songs in it are really, I like most South Park songs anyway. They're usually pretty funny. Oh, yeah. For me. Have uh, you seen the concert? <laughs> yes. Uh, I also, at some point, used to own the Christmas album that they put out. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, um but uh I'm trying to think of the other ones. Mary Poppins is obviously a classic. I love that. Uh, I'm not a giant musical person either. I love music, but it takes a lot for me to really get into a musical overall because a lot of times the songs just feel kind of pretentious, you know, hate, in musicals. Yeah, when they just break out in the song. Yeah. It gets like I, I excuse that from Disney movies because those hold a the animated ones because those hold a special place for me growing up because in the nineties that's when the good ones came out. Oh yeah, well even like Jungle Book, like those yeah. have some type of meaning. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah, but most time I just feel like like people love the sound of music, and I'm like I I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I like Mary Poppins more than that movie. Sound of music is yeah. fine. I don't hate it, but. Uh, I'd put Mary Poppins above it personally for myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I like most of the songs in this movie anyway. I've listened to the soundtrack a couple times too already this year, uh, this season, I should say. Yeah, uh, I truly... Is it on Spotify? Any of these? I bet it is. I was just listening to it on YouTube I'm personally. Just being, but... I'm being cool and hip. Did you hear me? I did, yeah. Yeah, you you slap, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fleek. do your kids say that stuff uh not not anymore i've i understand a lot more than what my wife does yeah like my 
is a funny story. So my wife was looking for stuff to get me for Christmas and my birthday. Yeah. And pretty much her way of buying it for me is I just realized she just finds out anything. She looks for anything that she considers dorky or geeky <laughs> and she buys it for me. So for Christmas and my birthday, because she just buys stuff because they're both right there. We just hand them to each other because we don't got time to unwrap that stuff on Christmas. Uh, I got a Funko Pop set of Star Wars from Target. And I'm not yeah. a Funko Pop guy, so I, I think it's an, something exclusive to Target. It says only yeah. Target. Uh, Marvel Encyclopedia. Well, that's cool. Th- that is cool because I was real At first, when I saw it, I was like, is this going to be an MCU crap? But this is actual comic book stuff. Yeah, I, I have the I have a DC one that's really cool. Yeah, that's the same one. thing. Uh, and then she got me all the He Man mini comics. There is oh, that's cool. Of, there's a collection of all the He Man mini comics, uh, Shira, and the He Man mini comics from like the 2000s and so, and even He Man the New Adventures. But we don't talk about that. <laughs> and then some un unreleased mini comics that they were working on. Yeah, so, that's so cool though. It's all I'd read. The, I I miss those mini comics from He Man. That's probably my favorite part. I mean, the figures were great. Don't get me wrong, but I just love that they came with a little mini comic. You can get this on Spotify. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was just listening to it on YouTube, but uh, yeah, um, just super cool, Johnny. But uh, the other funny story though with my wife and slang words is we used to use flax around her. And she couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Somebody would like say something like, I'm wearing a purple shirt, you know, just as an example. And I'm like, yeah, that's a weird flex, but okay. Yes. And she yeah. could not figure out what flex meant at all, but we just always dropped. That's a weird flex. <laughs> okay. But that's, that's my slang vocabulary. Yeah. I think hit- I've got, I've gotten to the point now though. Like if I, were to ever watch a TikTok, I probably wouldn't understand anything they were saying. I don't understand half of the stuff. Yeah, I don't even understand half the music that plays in the background for most of these things. No. <laughs> I was I was playing some old like eighties hair bands for my daughter. Yeah, just older music. Speaking of music, and they would have guitar solos or drum solos, and I'm like, music doesn't have this anymore. Why don't you? Why doesn't your? Music You're right. Yeah, like who's wailing? Nobody just goes out and wails on a guitar for like two minutes or you know just bangs on the drums for two minutes think how many classic guitar solos and drum solos there are in just in classic music classic rock especially music now you know you would never get that really sweet phil collins drum solo today i don't think Uh, you wouldn't get um what was i watching oh willow i've been watching the new willow series on disney plus and the last episode, episode three, uh, ended with um, Inter Sandman from Metallica, right? Really? Yeah. Um, somebody else covers it, but they keep the same guitar riffs and stuff. But I was just thinking about that. Like, it's got these insane guitar riffs, and it seems like, especially in music that's played on the radio now, what you would call popular music, these instrumental solos just really don't seem to happen anymore. No. This, this was a very... I, I do like... I do like some of the songs, but I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Most of the time when the music came, my mind was like away. Yeah. I used to be that way when I was younger and I got older and got into it. I mean, I was that way with uh, those animated Disney movies. When was, unless it was Lion King. I uh, I did wear that soundtrack out quite a bit, but uh, other than that, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else do you want to talk about before we kind of give our, our 
final stuff here. I think we covered everything. It's just fun, classic, the classic Christmas Carol movie, but with that fun Muppet touch. Yeah. And I think the biggest and best part about this is not so much, you know, Michael Caine's amazing. The Muppets are all perfectly placed, but the use of Gonzo and Rizzo. Yes, that's my favorite thing, too. It sets this this Christmas Carol apart from other adaptations of yes. Christmas Carol, I feel. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's got a certain charm to it that I think a lot of other things try to have, but can't quite get there. But this one has it for sure. I would say that Mickey Mouse one also has it. Um, there's a certain charm here yeah. that really helps set it apart too as well. But here's the big question, Andrew. Yeah. Who would you be? I think the easiest thing is I'm just going to choose for both of us. Like if we yeah. were doing this movie, we'd be we'd be Gonzo and Rizzo. I was going to say the same I, thing. I'm watching this and I'm like, this is me and Johnny. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like I'm Gonzo. I'm Rizzo. Yeah. I was going to say that. I'm trying yeah. to, you know, kind of like set a stage for something. And then here comes Johnny with God bless my broken little body. Yeah. <laughs> just with the comedy i'm like here let's talk about ebenezer scrooge and how mean he is at christmas time and everything else oh your name's andrew yeah (laughs) and then all of a sudden and that's how how it go the only good okay the only other good part that i really really enjoyed was in the office yeah all the rats in the office Yes, okay. and they're like they're like the frogs asking, like, you know, and then he they ask for the coal. Yeah, and they're like there will be if they, how would they like coal on the unemployment line or something? All of a sudden they're like we're having a heat way. <laughs> yeah, but and they're like wearing like uh like clothes you'd wear at the Caribbean or something. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I just I'm watching it. I'm like, who would I like to be? You know, my family calls me a Scrooge. But then I started as I. I watched it once, but I didn't like watch it, watch it. It was kind yeah. of the background. And then this morning I watched it again and I'm like, where I was like, this has got to be the easiest pick them ever. Yeah. For, it's so I, easy I, that me and you completely agree here yes. on who each of us would be. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where it's like, here I am. I'm going to set the tail. And then John, Johnny's like, no, and then makes drops a joke about yeah, and I ram color in there however way I can. Yeah, I, I could see you being able to fit through a gate, but then jumping it over anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely Rizzo for 100, percent and you're definitely Gonzo. I think so. That's yeah. pretty easy. Uh, so what do we want to rate this out of? Turkey. I want to use shillings because I was like, looking yeah, at how much a shilling is worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so considering it's, I think it's probably the best adaptation. I know it's not my favorite, but I consider it this the best. Yeah. I would give it because it's got a good length. It doesn't, other than the songs, I didn't lose anything out of it. I would probably give it. I'd give it four and a half shillings. Again, we completely agree here. Uh, four and a half shillings for myself as well. Uh, for all the, I mean, I also, I actually just do love the music here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my favorite, like I said before, Christmas Carol version. Uh, I mean, I, I 
genuinely enjoy this tale in the first place. I think it's just a really classic Christmas tale. It's, it sets a good lesson here and stuff like that. But this is just overall my favorite version of it for sure. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I wouldn't remove the music. I don't know what could give it to the F5. Maybe, I don't know. But I just don't. I don't, it's it's very good, but I wouldn't say remove the music because I because there are a lot of people that do like the music and when you think of Christmas, you want that Christmas caroling yeah. feel, and I think it it gives that to you. Yeah, I agree completely here. Yeah, so that that is it. For this. Yeah, we did it. Uh, that was the Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were originally going to do the Santa Claus. That was the movie we were originally going to do. Uh, here but uh, i called an audible like you said because this is the 30th anniversary of muppet's christmas carol i'm glad uh, you did uh, real quick though yes uh, a little behind the scenes here andrew uh, i've been watching because of course i have been the santa clauses the disney plus uh the santa claus series that's yeah that they've been putting up uh honestly i love it <laughs> it's really good and one of the things i love about it is it's actually going in and filling in these little plot holes from the movies quite a bit. Uh, but we may need to talk about what court case we're going to do next because because of the Santa Clauses, they sort of take some stuff away here. Yes, we are doing a pop culture court is going to return. That's right. Uh, Johnny and I will only be doing the intro for that, obviously. Cause... Yeah, then we're just going to let uh, the court case happen. That's all we're going to do, though, just to oh. bring it in. But we are doing the court case from the Santa Claus, right, Johnny? That's what. Yeah, court- we're gonna we're gonna find out uh, once and for all. Uh, did a murder occur? And we're gonna find out why these elves didn't seem to give one crap about it. <laughs> why? Like, that's ah, just another day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't like they the didn't have. They had. They had zero emotional response to the fact that there's a new Santa Claus and their one that had been around, I would assume for hundreds of years was now dead. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk, that's going to be the court case coming up for your next episode of uh, nostalgia fun house. But yeah, we've done it, Andrew. I think we've uh, we reviewed, we we've been lucky. We've reviewed some fun movies here lately. Yes, we have. And, uh, you know, if you like what we're doing, go to over to our Patreon. Uh, I should put a uh, if you follow us on Facebook, I always put a link in the in the description part. So please go, you know, support us on that. Great exclusive content on that as well. Go follow us on or go subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and catch new episodes. BICBP Radio Network, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And with that being said. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. God bless my broken little body. (laughs) 